1: the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now, brought to you by Cal U. Welcome to WPXI Now. This is the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal i I'm Albie Oxenrider on one end of Zoom, and on the other side is our buddy and our partner from DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Chris Carter back, ready to give you all the wisdom that he has naturally and the wisdom that he has gathered with hard work. Hi, Chris.
0: What's up, Albie? Glad to see you, man. And, hey, man, it's week nine. We're officially in the second half of the season. How crazy is that?
1: Uh, I would say that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I was telling somebody yesterday, um, it is week nine. The Steelers getting ready for their eighth game because of that, you know, situation when they had to take that week off. But, uh, hey, I got to tell you, I can't imagine that they're in any better of a position. And there are many players who have shined and, and shown why they should be on anybody's roster as we move forward. So week nine, uh, we're going to start with who's hot and who's not, and specifically the good side. Who are you looking at? Who's hot?
0: Two quarterbacks that we that have been around for quite some time, Albie. Matt Stafford for the Lions had a day for himself, 24-42 for 336, three touchdowns, only one interception, had himself a day. Really good performance. I was suggesting that you should go with him last week based on the defense he was facing. And – Phillip Rivers, of course, not a Charger anymore. He's with the Indianapolis Colts. He put up good numbers: twenty-three of thirty-three, two hundred and sixty-two yards, and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Good day from some two wily old veterans that have been around this NFL for quite some time. Good to see some of the old big, old big guns still doing their thing, Albie. And uh, you know, good quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are hot
1: need receivers that are hot. Who, who's hot?
0: Receiver-wise, well. If the, this, these two guys aren't shockers, but their performances deserved this kind of performance because Patrick Mahomes was absolutely the best quarterback this week. He put up 50 fantasy points, but at wide receiver, DK Metcalf, 15 targets, caught 12 of them for 121 yards and two touchdowns, went ballistic for the Seahawks, but also who went ballistic even in a, in a losing effort, Devontae Adams looking healthy for the, for the Packers, 12, 12 targets, caught seven of them for 53 yards and three touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers huge to get those numbers from him if you're a fantasy owner who's been waiting for him to explode this was your week to get him and DK Metcalf continues to impress as one of the best one of the best fantasy receivers in football this year Uh, all right who are we looking at with running backs running backs we're gonna start off with a rookie for the bills Zach Moss 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. The Bills need to find different ways to move on offense. If Josh Allen can't get it done and he's he's faltered a little bit in the past few weeks, it's time to put him in the game. Zach Moss doing a heck of a job there and a backup that we're about to mention here, Giovanni Bernard. Now, Joe Mixon out for the, out this past week. He's 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 been out. Giovanni Bernard filling in well for the starter. Bernard took 15 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown caught three passes for 16 yards and another touchdown. That's what the thing about the Bengals, they may not get huge yards, but they love to use their running backs in two different ways. And it may not get them a whole lot of W's though. They did beat the Titans this week, Um, but it does get their running backs a lot of fantasy points. Anytime Mixon or Bernard is, is is in the game, you should be starting them.
1: All right. Continuing trend here. Uh, Go after the players who Chris says you
0: should have on your roster. Who else is hot? Last two guys we got here are the tight end position. Jared, cook for the Saints seven targets five catches 51 yards and a touchdown but a familiar name Steelers fans Eric Ebron gets on my hot list this week four catches of five targets for 48 yards and a touchdown him and Ben are developing that chemistry and I think it's really going to start to bloom into something a lot bigger for the Steelers offense very soon Eric Ebron may be working himself into consistent starter territory for all fantasy teams
1: all right, finish off the good list for us. Well, that,
0: that was the finish off the good list. It's time to talk about who was not hot this, this week, Albie. All right, who's not hot as we look at that? I was
1: hoping you had one more name to throw in there just off the
0: top of your head. Oh, my bad, my bad. I apologize. Um, like I said, Patrick Mahomes would be would be my other guy if I had to do one. But our not hot list, list this week, two quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield, 12 of 25 for 122 yards, no touchdowns. Um, just another not-so-good performance from him. Odell Beckham Jr. is out. I would just kind of stay away from Baker for a while. Um, and this one goes without saying. Some people in Pittsburgh were really excited about him, and you should be excited for Pinewood's zone getting a shot. But Ben DiNucci, he, he was he was efficient, you know, with, with protecting the ball, but they, he threw the ball 40 times, completed 21 passes for only 180 yards, no touchdowns. The, that, the Cowboys are going to keep having him throw the ball underneath That's a little scary. I'd stay away from Ben DiNucci if you're in one, even if you're in one of those deep fantasy two quarterback leagues. I'm in one of those. Um, I would stay away from DiNucci, especially this week facing the Steelers.
1: Who else you want to stay away from?
0: Right now, Ezekiel Elliott is hurting. He is not, he's not. Not been putting up the numbers that you really wanted him if you picked him in the first round, like a lot of people did. 19 carries, 63 yards, zero touchdowns in this last game against the Eagles. Now he's going up against one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL and the Steelers. Even if Cam Hayward can't go, I think this is a I think this is a bad sign for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not saying don't start him because I know you picked you probably picked him very high, but it's really hurting there. Another guy, Kareem Hunt. I know the game was windy for Baker Mayfield and the Browns' offense against the Raiders, but they were supposed to do something, and they couldn't, and they were horrible. 14 carries, 66 yards, no touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, not hot right now, a little concerning there.
1: Uh, just curious, if you do have a situation where, where you draft a guy high like Ezekiel Elliott and you, you know, think – I mean, that's where your gut has – you know, we talked about analytics and we, uh, on the show the other night, the final word. Uh, sometimes you've got to use your gut in fantasy as well. Despite where you may have drafted a guy
0: right you, you still got to look at the matchups that, that, that are in front of you because if a, if a matchups bad and then you have a really great matchup like if you started Ezekiel Elliott this week and Giovanni Bernard was there you cost yourself about 15 fantasy points that could have helped you get a win so um, all of that being considered you got to look at that look at those options. All right uh, who's hot who's not. Uh, that's it for your list there. We got we got two more here. We got four more guys here. Two receivers: C.D. Lamb. All Cowboys receivers are struggling with uh, with without Dak Prescott. Marquise Brown only got a touchdown this week, but three yards receiving for the Ravens. And he was complaining afterwards. Antonio Brown's cousin not looking good on, on that front. George Kittle he's enemy out for the, some time, maybe even the whole season for the Niners. So t- so get him out of your lineup. And Mark Andrews had a rough week against the Steelers. I think he's going to have another one against the opponent this week, but we'll get to that later.
1: All right, in a bit, right
0: here on WPXI Now, it's the Fantasy Football Insider brought
1: to you by CalU. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter, and we are back after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by CalU. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Crystal Ball Carter. Hey, listen, uh, we have seen whether it's COVID or whether it's injuries, uh, the importance of trying to Uh, make sure you fill up your roster and make sure you're visiting that waiver wire. It's time for Chris to tell you who he thinks you should grab
0: from the waiver wire. Take it away, Chris. Of course, you got to start with the quarterback position. And I got to say, I'm a little surprised here, and I was a little bit wrong about Drew Locke. He surprised us last week, completing 26 of 41 passes, 248 yards, and three touchdowns, only one interception. He was abysmal the week before, and last week he rebounded. So get him, pluck him off the waiver wire if he's in your league, because. Right now he's looking good, and this week he's got a heck of a matchup. I'll get to that in my start and sit segment here later. But the other quarterback you got to look at with Jimmy Garoppolo most likely done for the season or at least for a very long time, Nick Mullins took over for the San Francisco 49ers. He completed 18 of 25 passes for 238 yards and two touchdowns. Now, granted, that was the Seahawks' defense. Do not think that that's going to happen every game. But – Right. Running back, uh, J.K. Dobbin, is is somebody that that, that you're liking very much. The way – that he ran against the Steelers might give the Ravens the, the, the gusto and the, the ambition to say, hey, you know what? Let's put this guy at the starting position. Let's give him a shot to run the ball a little bit more. 15 carries, 113 yards, was making guys miss at the second level and was catching the ball for Lamar Jackson. Got to consider that as, as, as the Ravens. And, hey, if you're in one of those really deep leagues or you need that flex, this could, this could be a good option for you to give J.K. Dobbins a shot. Other guy here who's, a, who's recently emerging, DJ Dallas for the Seattle Seahawks. DJ's came up big last week for the Seahawks they're hurt up all over the running back position no Chris Carson no Rashad Penny they're 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 reaching deep down but he took 14 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown caught all five of his targets for 17 yards and another touchdown I'd say keep keep him keep your eye on him this week because he's going to be someone that's going to be worked into the game and uh, even if it's just this week he could help you get through a tough waiver wire week because the Bengals are off, the Browns are off. There's a lot of teams off this week, and it could, it could, you could be hurting. So grab a DJ Dallas. He's probably, he's definitely on your waiver wire somewhere.
1: All right. Wide receivers, it's tough not to like the numbers of Corey Davis.
0: Yeah, Corey Davis showing up as the number two guy for the Titans, even in a losing effort. Caught all caught eight of ten targets. For 128 yards and a touchdown. He continues to be a big threat, a big play threat guy for the Titans, and a guy that whenever A.J. Brown's taken away, Ryan Tannehill can go to. So, Scoop him up if he's on your waiver wire. He shouldn't be on most waiver wires, but I was checking on across ESPN. He's on. He's on on more than half of teams' wait on of leagues' waiver wires right now. So just see if he's in your league and if he's there, scoop him up. He could be a good bench and extra receiver to start. But Mike Williams also for the charters is in that category. He's becoming somewhat of a favorable target for Justin Herbert, especially in the red zone. His height, his speed make him a good guy to throw the jump ball to. And even when he doesn't pull it down, he did get. He did have an interception pulled down on by the Broncos this past week still five catches of eight targets for 95 yards and a score those are really good wide receiver two numbers all right if you're looking for a tight end Chris has a couple choices for you yeah we got some interesting choices here these are more so guys that you know that normally a little bit ago we were talking about them and now we're bringing back Dallas Goddard came back last week yes he only caught one pass for the Eagles but I have to think that they're going to work him into the into this offense a lot more. There have been contract disputes, Albie, between the Eagles and their longtime starting and Pro Bowl tight end, Zach Ertz. That means that Dallas Goddard is probably going to be the guy that they try to get the ball to a little bit more now that he's back and healthy. So I would, I would fully expect Carson Wentz to start throwing the ball to the young Dallas Goddard a little bit more as they continue to work away from Zach Ertz before he hits free agency soon. He wanted a new contract. They're not willing to comp it up, and that's becoming a problem but a name that I've said for quite some time Robert Tonyan. he was kind of quiet for a few for a couple weeks after I've been hyping him up for as, as a big target for Aaron Rodgers but right now I'll be we're looking at, at a little bit of resurgence even with Devontae Adams back there caught five passes on seven targets for 79 yards no touchdowns but I would keep an eye on him moving forward maybe not this week but in the, in the coming weeks, if you can snag a Robert Tolium and stash him on your bench or make him your starter at tight end, I don't think it would hurt you at all. I think you got some really good options here um, among, among the waiver wire picks.
1: What do you like uh, when you look down your list that you just gave us? Is there anybody that stands out that you would say,
0: that's your first choice if you go to the waiver wire? If I'm going to the waiver wire, I'm definitely grabbing J.K. Dobbins. Just because the way that the Ravens were running the ball in the second half against the Steelers, they were using the pitch a little bit more. They were working the ball to Dobbins in the pass game a little bit more. And I think that they're going to want to try and protect the Lamar Jackson a little bit and try to give different looks that people haven't been seeing as much Mark Ingram still doesn't look good to go as as far as a running back health wise so they're going to try and I think it just makes sense get the ball to the young guy now granted he may not be the best protector of Lamar Jackson in the pocket so that might be why they limit his snaps a little bit more. But still, the electricity that you see out of Dobbins' feet when he's moving, when he's got the ball in his hands and how dangerous he is in open space, I have to consider that an, an option. And he's a guy that's an easy checkdown option for Lamar Jackson out of the backfield. That can lead to some serious points in PPR, and that can also lead to big plays for him and the Ravens moving forward. So J.K. Dobbins, absolutely a guy there. But absolutely, you got to go after Corey Davis. And in, 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 with Ryan Tannehill and his big arm, and he's willing to make plays, those are two guys I'm looking at.
1: All right, thank you for that. We've talked about who's hot and who's not. We've taken a peek at the waiver wire. Next, the Steelers. Well, we're gonna uh, focus an entire segment on that as we return with Chris Carter here on the WPXI Now Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. And we're back right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider here on WPXI Now. We're brought to you by Cal U. Chris Carter has been looking down that Steelers roster. And, uh, hey, there's a lot of good stuff to look at when you're when you're talking about the Steelers. Um, how are they doing so far? And let's start with the, the number seven, the guy leading the way on offense, Ben Roethlisberger, who had a couple more touchdowns he had a few, in that win.
0: He had two more touchdowns against, against the, the defense that was the number one scoring defense in the NFL. He was protecting the football this week a little bit better than he did against Tennessee. Got to like Ben Roethlisberger for the efficiency. Still not a guy, you know, I'd start over, you know, one of the top tier fantasy guys and consider him in that conversation. But if you're a person who's heavy at running back and heavy at wide receiver and you waited really late to pick a quarterback and you're deciding between him and Teddy Bridgewater or him and Derek Carr, you might be you might be willing to test a bit. And this week against Dallas' defense, I think the Cowboys, they have a lot of problems in their secondary. This could be a huge week for a lot of Steelers this week. And if you need a question about Ben, you know, normally, you know, for years you'd say stay away from Ben on the road in fantasy. I wouldn't do that this week. I think I would definitely give him a starting chance. He may throw three or maybe four touchdowns this week just because I see, I see the Dallas Cowboys defense being that bad. And you're thinking big things for James Conner. Yeah, absolutely. James Conner has five touchdowns in the season, but the, right now he's about to face that Cowboys defense who's given up eight rushing touchdowns to running backs this season so far. That's the third most in the NFL. And that's, and that's still considering, you know, you're looking at the, at the, at the Steelers coming into this. James Conner has been finding the end zone against really tough rushing defenses like the Ravens who who, who, were really, who were really tough in the red zone. And they're still finding ways to get the ball to him. He's And, Every game, even when it's close, even when they might be, have, have a lead like they did against the Browns, the Steelers are working the ball to James Conner. I'd also expect him to catch some passes out the backfield and test Leighton Van Der Esch and those linebackers for the Cowboys. Um, but a big opportunity for James Conner. The, the Cowboys are, are one of the worst defenses at stopping uh, fantasy running backs in the NFL. I would give him a start in any league that I'm in. I'd say it generally right now. James Conner, a solid RB2 in most fantasy leagues, RB1 in deep fantasy leagues. Um, if you if you're heavy at wide receiver, but uh, but James Conner, absolutely give him the start. I would I would keep an eye on Benny Snell if you're in those deep if you're in those deeper leagues because he's still good for that red zone touch that may get into the end zone. And this is another game where I can see Ben Roethlisberger picking apart the Dallas Cowboys, getting inside the five, and then Mike Tomlin saying, hey, Benny Snell, go get me a touchdown in the red zone. This might be a week where he gets you a touchdown just off of one of those short carries where he bulldozes over a guy. And that's good for those deep running back positions, that, You know, a flex option for this week if you're in dire need. All right. Hey, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, came out and had a big big day receiving for the Steelers in the win over the Ravens. Yeah, good. It- a really good day you know not didn't get a touchdown but he led the Steelers in receiving yards nothing spectacular but I t- I'm telling you stay patient with Juju Smith Schuster you know he's not your number one wide receiver in fantasy but he's a good wide receiver too and a good flex option to keep there because Ben Roethlisberger is eventually going to work the ball back to him as other teams start to look at Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and the other op- and now even Eric Ebron who we'll get to here in just a second but Juju Smith Schuster he's tight he's, he's making combat catches I think also in big games that's when you're going to start to see Juju get a few more targets because Ben really likes throwing to him even when he's tightly covered because he wins those combat catches a lot.
1: What's the deal with
0: Deontay Johnson? Uh, And I know fantasy players are looking at Deontay and thinking what's up with him. What do you think? I think some of it is just that there's the way that the teams have been – covering the Steelers Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Thomas have made a point to say hey we're not gonna you know come out here and force the ball to somewhere we're gonna let you dictate where we go with the football and teams have been a little bit more mindful of Deontay Johnson I'd also say I think maybe Ben's been developing a better chemistry with Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster while Johnson's been hurt this year but I would not count Deontay Johnson out for a second he's still a very shifty wide receiver they're gonna work the ball to underneath and some one of the, one of these days, well, those play that play is going to break for a big play, um, and that's going to get that's going to get you a point that you need for Deontay Johnson. Be patient; his time is coming in this offense. All right, Chase Claypool. You know, after after
1: seven games, uh, what have you seen from him? How do you like him as a fantasy player, and how uh, great is his potential? The up talk about the upside. Yeah, you got
0: to love Chase Claypool. The way he plays football, he's sharpening his route running. He's getting, he's going up and getting the football. He's beating people with different moves. I love the way that this young man plays. He's he's getting he's getting really good numbers. And what's impressive about that touchdown he caught that week this week, this week for for Ben Roethlisberger, he ran a corner route between a cover two defense to you know to the post to the, to, the, to the pylon. That was a really sharp route that beat the safety and was too quick for the cornerback to come back and help the safety once he was beaten. And Ben Roethlisberger saw it coming the whole way even after the fumble he had early in the game, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger has that kind of confidence in a rookie, really good sign. Chase Claypool, he's, he's really bumped himself up to, into flex territory and wide receiver three territory. If he does this another couple of weeks, he's going to be a definitive wide receiver two in all fantasy teams. All
1: right, James Washington, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. That I, this may change week to week, but he saw the fewest uh, snaps – of the Steelers' primary wide receivers this week. You had Juju, Claypool, and Deontay Johnson all with 51 snaps. But the next guy was Ray-Ray McLeod. James Washington had the fifth most snaps of wide receivers. That's a little concerning. He may be worth a drop this week in fantasy. But who knows? The Steelers might bring him back. That's just how they played with wide receivers so far this year. I'm going to get excited as I throw this to you. I know.
1: I know. You're going to talk good things about Eric Ebron.
0: Eric Ebron is really starting to build that that relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. Another touchdown this week, and you're starting to see Ben look to him in the big moments on third downs, looking for his big guy over the middle. And I think that this is going to be a huge week for Eric Ebron against this Cowboys defense. He really stretches the field, and now Ben Roethlisberger is starting to figure out how to use him in conjunction with his athletic receivers. Big numbers for him. Vance McDonald just not going to get, get on the field as much because of that, so you gotta, really can't use him in fantasy But he's still an athletic threat that's still going to be a good guy for the Steelers. It's just Eric Ebron, I think you should give him the start for a couple weeks moving forward, especially if you're on a team that just lost George Kittle to injury.
1: All right. Who do you start? That's what we're going to talk about next as we wrap things up with our final segment here on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by CalU, and we're back right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U and finally who do you start Chris
0: Well it's our starting sit seven Alby so we Got to start at the quarterback position. And two quarterbacks, they start with D, and they're going to have big weeks this week. Drew Locke, he came off the big week last week. Guess what? He's in Atlanta this week against the Falcons. They're the absolute worst teammate defending quarterbacks in fantasy football this year. I am starting Drew Locke this week in a league, unless I got Patrick Mahomes or one of those big-time quarterbacks. But he could be a steal this week. The other D that we're talking about here is Derek. Derek Carr. And And that's a big start for him. He's going up at home against the Chargers who are 30th against quarterbacks. And the Chargers just traded away a very athletic cornerback in Desmond King. Their secondary looking even more suspect now with Derwin James still out for, out, out, out with injury. I see Derek Carr having a big day against, against the Chargers at home in Las Vegas in that dome after he just had a windy win over the Cleveland Browns. Big-time big guys from Drew and Derek in this week. Who are we starting at running back? See how I say we because <laughs> –
1: Chris, I want Chris on my team. Chris has to run thing, run the show. So who are we starting at running back, Chris?
0: Well, it's a tandem of running backs for the Niners this week because you got to see who gets the majority of carries. But Jermichael Hasty, who would also be an interesting waiver wire pickup, uh, and Jer- Jerick McKinnon, both of those guys are going to get the call for the Niners this week. It uh, looks like Tevin Coleman is doubtful to play. But they're up against the Packers. That's the absolute worst team against running backs this year. They're ranked 32nd, dead last in the league. I'd give either one of those guys a start in my flex or my RB2 spot this week. And, of course, James Robinson, who after a bye week is fresh, and now he's going against the Texans at home. And that's the Texans are 30th in the league. That's third to last against running backs. Absolutely give both of these guys a start this week no matter what. All right, moving on to wide receiver. Wide receiver, we're going with John Brown, the number two wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills they're they're at home against the seattle seahawks who are dead last in covering receivers and fantasy this year john brown a big play receiver guy for josh allen look out for him to get some big scoring opportunities this week the other guy to go with it's another tandem here kenny galladay marvin jones galladay the number one wide receiver for, for the, uh, the lions going up against the vikings they're 31st in covering wide receivers second to last in the league but galladay's questionable if you want to if you want to play around here Grab Marvin Jones, put him up there, and if Gallaudet goes down, you put in Marvin Jones. Either way, I think there's some big passing numbers this this week for Matt Stafford, just like he did last week. All right, tight end. A couple guys you like very much. A young guy here, in Noah Fant. He's been disappointing so far, but they're up against those Falcons I was telling you about. Drew Locke, the guess what? The Falcons are the worst against covering uh, – stopping quarterbacks, the worst at stopping tight ends too. I'm going with Noah Fant, the young second-year player for the Denver Broncos and a more wily veteran – Darren Fells for the for the Texans, he's at Jacksonville. The Jaguars, next to last in the league in covering tight ends. I'd give him a start if I'm not de- dependent on anything in the league. All right. And
1: continuing on, we're going to
0: talk about some defense. What defenses are you liking uh, as we go into week number nine? Well, especially the Steelers. Now with that, we know that Andy Dalton – I mean, even if Andy Dalton was what to play, you'd start the Steelers against the Cowboys. But now Andy Dalton's out, Ben DiNucci's playing. This is going to be a – beast for the Steelers defense. I see turnovers. I see sacks. I see tackles for loss. This is going to be a huge day for the Steelers defense. I don't see too many points scored by Dallas. Start them at all costs. The other team that I start this week is the Washington football team. They're at the Giants, who Daniel Jones continues to look very confusing about when he chooses to be good and when he chooses to be bad. But Washington's defense, they get a lot of sacks. They're really good at stopping receivers in fantasy football. I can see some interceptions and some turnovers forced by them on the, on the Giants this week who we struggled last week against the Eagles.
1: All right, who do you, what's your five star for who you're starting? Uh, your voice seemed to increase in volume as you were talking about the Steelers against uh, that Dallas offense, which is obviously uh, it's down to stopping Ezekiel Elliott because if you have Ben DiNucci in there, as you mentioned, uh, we saw a little glimpse of that. Uh, in the game against the Eagles. But talk about what might be your five-star pick for your
0: starters. My five-star pick is James Robinson. People people don't realize this because he's not a big name, Albie, but but James Robinson – going into his bye week last week, was the number two running back in all PPR leagues you know, as far as points, but only behind Alvin Kamara. Even though Gardner Minshew is out for the Jaguars, I would absolutely consider starting James Robinson moving forward, making sure he's a key part of your offense. I actually traded for him in a, in a big league of mine, Alby, so we'll see how he does. But I keep a real close eye on James Robinson. I think he could be a huge player for, uh, for all fantasy teams moving forward. All
1: right, first uh, half of the regular season. Quickly, we have about 20 seconds left. What do you like? Uh, who has surprised you, uh, and is there is there
0: anything that was unexpected for you in this first stretch? Uh- um, I'd say, Well, James Robinson's actually my biggest surprise. I didn't think that he would work out this well for his team. Um, and Drew Locke really not coming along as well as he was early, now coming, making a quick rise. That's certainly something I'd have to consider there as, as another surprise. Josh Allen being as good as he is with Stephon Diggs and now John Brown being in the conversation, all of those things. But Chase Kleeful also being a huge surprise. All the touchdowns he put up, big numbers for those guys. Always got to appreciate that. And I think that's, those, those are some of my biggest surprises so far halfway through the season. All right, thank you, Chris, and we
1: hope you're taking notes at home. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U.